Welcome to Arcade Attack. Player one, please press start. Gentlemen, start your engine. Player two has now entered the game. Player three, choose your weapon. Welcome to the first ever Arcade Attack podcast. Ooh. I'm here with my fellow <laughs> Arcade Attack compadres, Adrian. Hello, how you doing? And Dylan. Bonjour. Um, <laughs> let's do a little intro, introduce ourselves to the audience. and Yeah, get to know us a, a bit better. Bit yeah? Okay. So, yeah, my name's Keith and um, I'm a features and review writer for the website. And I'm going to be taking the reins of the podcast, for better or worse. Yeah, <laughs> so blame Keith if it goes down a little bit. <laughs> Um, yeah, my name's Adrian, sorry, that's a bit of a rude uh, comment there, Keith, which is brilliant, so keep listening. Uh, I, I do a lot of the interviews on Arcade Attack, I, like, I, like, you know, I send out a lot of questions to some big, big names in the retro gaming world. I also do the odd top 10 for the website, so top 10 rarest games, for example. I, I, I love anything retro, really, I'm a big Atari Jaguar fan, there might be more of that a bit later, so listen up. <laughs> uh, big Nintendo fan as well. You know, Zelda's definitely up there with my favourite games. And I can't forget the old PC gaming of the old days, like the good old Monkey Island and so forth, and the old Sensible Soccer on the Amiga. So, yeah, passing over to Dylan now. Okay, so um, I'm Dylan. Hello, listeners. Uh, I do a bit of everything, uh, and I'm also, I also get to edit the blog, which is a joy, especially when you're with such brilliant writers, such as Keith and Adrian. So <laughs> you flatter us. They make, they make my job easy. But uh, we he won't it. admit it. But he's in charge. He's no, the boss. No, Dylan's no, the boss. No. <laughs> we're all we're all as one, and retro gamers are all as one. Thus, <laughs> hashtag hashtag together. Unless yes. we play Mario Kart, then I want to win that game. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, on this week's podcast, we've got a review of an early SNES arcade conversion, <laughs> an in-depth look at one of history's most misunderstood consoles oh yeah um, we've also got a report from the recent EGX Expo in Birmingham as well as a review of a Mega Drive classic and a retro gets roundup As Keith mentioned there, uh, I'm looking at a SNES classic today. You can't see my fingers, but I'm doing quotes, quotation he is. marks. He really is. Arguably Classy. a classic. <laughs> Arguably a classic. So today I'm looking at Final Fight. Now, released in the arcades in 1989, it was arguably the best beat-em-up released back then. And it's had a weird life on the SNES, uh, being... It was one of the SNES's release titles in Japan in 1990, but didn't actually make it to a PAL version until 1992. Wow, two years. Now, <laughs> you can see there, there's a good two-year gap where they could have, admittedly, made it a bit better. So, final fight on the SNES. What is there to say about it? 
graphics wise, it looks great. Presentation is lacking. Uh, you, you it's get, basic, you, isn't it? You get the feeling that it's it's a direct arcade conversion rather than its own kind of console game. So you load the game up, it rolls into it, you press start, in. you start mashing buttons, and away you go. Now, it it's one player, one player only, and there are certain there are certain limitations. So yeah, beat 'em ups. Come on, we played a lot of beat 'em ups over the years. Yeah. It. What's the best thing about beat 'em up? Uh, two, player. Work, two player. Two player. Two player. Easily. Easy. Yeah. Easy. I mean, you can yeah. walk. You know, you can walk through any awesome game. You know, Speed to Race, Speed to Race Two. Uh, Golden you know, Axe, Golden the Axe, original Golden Axe, maybe. Always more fun with a friend. Exactly. Yeah, even Street Fighter Two. I know it's a slightly different game. Yeah. But that's just a good two-player game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. But because the SNES, the the graphics are bold. They're big. The sprites are massive. But what is sacrificed is that the SNES can only handle three enemy sprites mm. at a time. So you're talking three enemy sprites and your main character so you choose either so final fight plot plot or Maya's daughter or Maya's daughter kidnapped kidnapped Cody's girlfriend so yeah so obviously she has a link to Cody and also a link to Hagar mm-hmm. the mayor man so you've got two characters which is great but like I said it can only handle one of them and three and three characters so yes it loses to that to say it was a compromised conversion yeah if it, it was a two player game then you literally only have like two enemies on the screen potentially, couldn't you? Then you know how lame would that be? It would yeah. be ridiculous, wouldn't it? It would be pretty lame. Mm. But you know, again, you know, great sound. It's actually the SNES. When this, I'm just imagining when this came out in Japan. You know, release title with those graphics and that sound, you would have bought the game straight away. Mm. Like it wouldn't even you wouldn't even hesitated, and I think it was. One of the biggest sellers, obviously, that year. But it made its way over to our shores and Eventually. finally got to play the other day. And, yeah, you know, you take, the, you, t- you take the graphics out of it, you take the sound out of it, and what you've got is actually a bit of a mundane... I hate to, I hate to say this about Final Fight. You know, I love the arcade. The I spent, arcade was great. I mm. spent many 20p's in that arcade machine. Mm. But what's happened is it's now... it's You walk... You punch, you jump, mm. you kick, you walk. There's not a huge variety of moves. No, any it special moves? Any special moves? Or I don't even. I, I think about in about two three hours of playing. I don't remember a special move. <laughs> They're not a special. Guys, I think the problem you touched upon as well with the fact that you can the SNES could only show so many sprites on screen at once. It means right. it just becomes really repetitive. It's super you know, repetitive, and you're doing the same thing over and over again. Which I know it happens with a lot of those side-scrolling beat 'em ups. But you know, you know, in some games there might be a huge gang that come up. There might be just one really strong guy, but in this side, it's three spikes that come on. That's it, over and over again. Yeah, and, with and the it, limited number of moves available, it just and it has it yeah, and it has an awkward it has an awkward sort of knock-on effect with the with the learning curve. What happens is with this final fight. You have to, because you've only got three enemies to work with, and I think what Capcom were thinking was that they all just fly at you. It, it, all, that, all that happens is that you get the same type of characters with the same kind of skill sets, mm. but the speed of them increases as you go through the game. Mm. And it is, you just, it's about you having to adapt to that increased speed. And it's, 
it gets it's really tough at the beginning. It took me ages even to get past the first couple of stages in you know the first evening I actually got to play the game. So it's 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 difficult. It's and you don't want to you don't want to pursue with it. You don't want to keep going with it because Persevere, it's so yeah. because it's, it's so enough. mundane. And yeah, mm. you, could, you know, you can be wowed by the graphics. Yeah. You can be wowed by the sound and go, "Wow, how can the SNES do this? This is amazing." And then after about 10 20 minutes, you're thinking, "I want to put something else on. Give me some give me some Street Fighter or something. I need to stop playing this." Yeah. Which is a real shame actually. I think there was there was an opportunity here with Final Fight. Big potential, right? Yeah, I think they could have. They could have. I know it would have been a bit of a blow, but they could have actually revamped the whole thing for the console. So yeah. to get to get around the the sprite limitation, they could have you know made the sprite smaller, like Speed of Rage, yeah. uh, just so that there's more clout around the screen, and you can also get two players in there as well. But they didn't, unfortunately, and it it, it makes for quite yeah you know this. This is a game where you would quite happily put in a pound's worth of change into an arcade machine. Mm. But would you fork out, going back now, you'd have paid about 40, 50 40, pounds 50 for quid, this. Yeah. And it just And seems... there were probably people over here that imported it as well. Yeah, to play it... To so play it you're probably yeah. looking at 70 or 80 quid uh-huh. for uh-huh. what is essentially half of an arcade game. Uh-huh. It is. And it that's, is. I think, you know, it's difficult. So almost a, it's... a thin fee. <laughs> if you, it's hard to convert an arcade game and give it that kind of longevity for a, a home yeah. home console anyway but the games that have done it successfully are two player games like Street Fighter 2 yeah exactly yeah. basically you know there's not a lot to it whether it is you know when you get right into it but there's not a lot to it really in the one player game but because it was a two player classic you know you would they would never have dreamed of bringing that to the home consoles as a one player game that's so it. why did they think it was acceptable to do it with Final Fight? I don't know. It just it seemed like they were so desperate to squeeze the arcade game onto a SNES cartridge. They didn't really. Maybe, yeah, maybe worry because about it was that. a launch title and they're still fighting their feet a bit. Maybe you, know, you don't always know the console's true power when you when you launch a game when it first comes out. Maybe they were look, they probably, a little bit scared. Maybe to maybe, really push yeah. the boat out. I'm just thinking that might be the reason. I think the Final Fight is is an important title for the SNES. It's not. Retrospectively, it's not a great game. No, I wouldn't it's say a very, it's very well. It's a very average game, but what it actually showed, you know, actually showed that, like you said, they probably wouldn't know the SNES's true potential at that, at that time. But mm. no, it's true. what they managed to squeeze out of this and to look at it, to actually look at it run, is it's beautiful. You know, to it watch looks Final very Fight. good. And it, just yes. to think that back in those days, you know, you've played Final Fight to death. Pardon the pun. On um, at the arcade, and then it comes. You know, you've actually got it in your house. It's up there. It's running, and then twenty minutes later, you're thinking, "Well, thanks, mum and dad." <laughs> Was it really worth it? Yeah. So you know, with you know, with Hagar, you basically walk, you punch, you punch, you walk a bit more. Suplex. I don't know if that is is that a, suplex isn't even a special move, is it? No, it's just suplex just a throw, is, isn't it? It's just a kind of a throw. Yeah. Suplex. You punch, punch. Yeah, there's no there's no variety. It's just it all kind of grinds to a bit of a halt. And I, I didn't finish the game. Um, I I like to think that games that I review, I at least try and get somewhere near the end. And with this, I just didn't couldn't I didn't and couldn't do it. I just didn't have the. You didn't even really want to. It sounds no, like either. I didn't. I really didn't. And it's a shame. It's a real shame. 
there are sequels, which we'll talk about in the future, but we'll just focus on this, and it is disappointing. So graphics-wise, you know, it's at least a four, almost a five out of five. Mm. Sound-wise, again, it sounds great. I'd say about four or So five. if we stop the podcast now, it sounds like the best game ever. It does just stop. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't. Ooh, yeah, carry, on, carry on, carry on. Yeah. Like gameplay, about two out of five. Ooh. I hate to say it, two or maybe, yeah. maybe scratching a three out of five. And uh, difficulty curve is bad. So I say, you know, I'm, I'll be generous and say it's about two out of five for, for, for difficulty curve. And longevity, are you really going to pick this up a, you That's know, the, the thing, next isn't day? It? Or, yeah. The hour later, no, it's, again, it's about a two out of five. So it's a overall, it's a solid three out of five, maybe just two and a half. maybe two and a half out of five. And it's a shame. It's a shame looking mm. back on the game and you want it, you want it to be amazing. You know, the arcade experience was, you know, exactly that. It was an experience. Whereas the SNES game is just. It's lacking on so many levels. It's like a shadow of the arcade experience. It's like a shadow of the arcade experience. Pale imitation. Yeah, it's a pale imitation. But like I said, so Final Fight, we'll give it three out of five today. We'll let it get on by and then we'll check out Mm. the sequels. But incidentally, just to get in a little jab for Sega on Sega's behalf at the end, the Mm. definitive retro version of Final Fight is supposed to be on the Mega CD. So we'll have to have a look at that. We will have to have a look at that. Of course. Uh, yeah, doozy out. Some of you believe your system is the most advanced in the universe. Let's review the numbers. Sega Genesis is 16 bits. 3DO is 32 bits. The Atari Jaguar is 64 bits. Which is more advanced? Clifford! Mm-hmm. 16 and 32 are less than 64. So with 64 bits, 3D graphics, real-world animation, and lightning speed that you can only get with Jaguar? Which is more advanced? Clifford! Can you repeat the question? Jaguar! 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 Awesome. Well, right now, as you probably guessed from that sound clip just a second ago, I want to talk about the much maligned, but I feel the the much misunderstood, actually, uh, Atari Jaguar. (laughs) 64... Thank you, yeah. (laughs) It's a medicine machine, I tell you. 64 bits. It literally blew the competition away. <laughs> the numbers, at least. It? The oh, numbers. Right, okay. <laughs> um, it came out in 1993, I believe, late 1993 in, in, in USA, and later uh, in 1994 in Europe and Japan, I believe. Only 250,000 were ever made. Now that is Ouch. not a big number. How many did they sell? <laughs> They, I think they did eventually sell that number. That, sold that, them. They did sell them all. It, it took a number of years. It's a tiny number. It did take a number of years. Jeez, yeah. When yeah. you consider the Master System, which again is apparently not that popular a console, sold about In 12, Europe, 13 million. Yeah, 12, 13 million. Yeah, I mean, the units. Saturn, which was a massive flop for Sega, sold 9 million, I think. So 250,000 is it's crazy. Tiny, it's nothing, man. isn't it? Now, I don't know what's happened to 249,999 of those, but one of them <laughs> is thankfully at my house. And I'm a very, very proud owner Woo. of this console. <laughs> I do love it. It's, it's unusual. It's got its critics. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but really? I, I, no, clearly. <laughs> but it's there's something special about it, and it's it's really important, I think, in the whole console history because I think it paved the way for a lot of future consoles. A lot of consoles like the N sixty four, even the Sega Saturn and the PS one, they learned from the Jaguar's mistakes. So I have no idea where the console market would be right now without the Jaguar's early groundwork. 
Mm. Uh, before we talk right about the Jaguar, though, uh, I want to go back in time a bit more than that, actually. Um, they, good old Atari, we know, we know a lot about Atari. They, they are huge, huge players, or were huge players in the console market in the 80s, 70s and 80s. Vital, you know, vital to yeah. huge video gaming now. It's fair yeah. to say, we wouldn't be sat here now, probably, no, talking about games point. if it wasn't for Atari, so, yeah. Obviously, during our time as uh, young teenagers, we were into our SNESs and Mega Drives. The 16-bit battle was quite yeah. immense at the time. Console wars. It was literally a console war. The Jaguar, at the time, didn't have a console out. They, they, they weren't around in the fourth gen. They, 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 oh. they were looking out, they were watching carefully. And actually, at the time, they were actually competing against the Amiga with the Atari ST. Oh, of course. Now, yeah. they, they would probably admit they lost that, that battle. So they're thinking, hang on a minute. We used to be the big daddies in the console market. Let's get back <laughs> into this. You know, the, the snares, the, the life cycle of the snares and the Mega Drive was slowly coming to the end. A new console had to come into the market. 64 bits, do the math. Do the math. Do the math. Before they go crazy and quadruple the maths if, if I make it at maths myself <laughs> they were actually looking to launch uh, an earlier console uh, before the Jaguar now I'll give you a clue guys it's named after an animal what uh, <laughs> uh, Atari Peacock <laughs> Atari Lion it, it, it's a cat based uh, animal Ooh. so we, we've actually had the Atari we've had the links. links we've had the links um, Atari Tabby Cougar <laughs> we're getting closer it's a, it's a nice majestic animal. It's the panther. Oh, the Atari <laughs> panther. Now, what, what, how many bits do you think the Atari panther was planned to be then? One million. One million, <laughs> One million bits. bits. One million dollars. <laughs> 32 bits. Which okay. you would think actually is the, the progression, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's, it's the kind of 16-bit, 32-bit. And correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I think the, well, the CD32 is 32-bit. Mm. Uh, the 3DO, I believe, was 32-bit. The Saturn, the PlayStation, exactly. 32-bit machines. Exactly. Yeah. Now, the Panther, they were looking to develop the Panther and at the same time develop the Jaguar. The Panther was taking a bit longer than expected. The Jaguar was actually surprisingly, I think, moving ahead of schedule. So they're thinking, let's stop our resources, let's stop our development of that Panther console and really go it full hog Why in a 64-bit powerhouse machine. Why not? You know, you've got it, the bits, do it. it. It makes sense, doesn't it? It made sense on paper, right? Really, really go for that. <laughs> now, as I said, guys, it was released in 1993, a similar time to the Amiga CD32, classic, Yeah. the 3DO, <laughs> um, and, but then there was a little lull. So Jaguar came in during that period... And after that, the Saturn came in. The yeah, I mean, PlayStation was ninety-five over yeah. here. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, it's like late ninety-four in yeah. Japan. Yeah, that's right. So, so yeah, there was a gap. There was a good. There's a good chance for the Jaguar to see a gap in the market and really take full control of a really powerful console. Mm. I think we could all agree it didn't do that. <laughs> sadly, <laughs> I'll say. Sadly, on one, yeah. <laughs> now there's a lot of questions about the sixty-four bit console itself. Actually, a lot. Of, there's lots of arguments online. Is it really sixty-four bit? Yeah. It's a debate you could talk about for years, and we're not going to talk about it for years now, but re- just to really sort of make it very simple for you guys, there are two processes basically in the console. One is 32-bit, the other is 32-bit. They're separate processes, but they can work in tandem with each other, so there is potential for it to really harness the true power of 64-bit. That's odd, because I don't, know, I don't really know much about computing, but you thought that... Even though there's two 32-bit chips, wouldn't that make, just make it a 32-bit Yeah, I'm still not console? convinced. Well, Especially if they're alternating, console. so only one yeah. of them is working at a time. I, I think Atari got their math wrong. Anyway. Oh, oh, you do the math, Atari. Oh, oh. Maths. 
Maths. You have to do the American way. Math. Math. Do the math. Well, these two processes, these two processes had nicknames actually. Oh, cool. This would be fun. Imagine two cartoon characters that work really well together. I want to hear it. Who would work well as a cartoon pair? Itchy and Scratchy. Itchy and Scratchy would. No, they wouldn't. That's probably worse than the answer here, actually. I don't know. Um, I'll, Mickey I'll... Mouse and Minnie Mouse. They'd get along well, wouldn't they, yeah, you think? Yeah. Yeah, do they make the best team? <laughs> Mickey and Minnie. No, yeah, maybe Mickey not. Mickey and Donald made a good team. Mickey and Donald. Evolution. Hello. No, Evolution. Hello. That, that would be a good cartoon pairing. But the actual name for these two processes, one was called the Tom, and uh, the other was called Jerry. the Jerry. No, the Tom and Jerry don't get along. The Tom is always oh, the, the Jerry. The Scratchy was probably just as good an <laughs> example. It's <laughs> fair. It's fair. Now... I would argue the Jaguar, those two processes, the Tom and the Jerry, they were hard to get get them working together. It was a very hard console to program for. Many, no, I see. This is what happened to the Sega Saturn as well. Yeah, I yeah, think that's a fair that's, thing. It, that had very little third-party support because yes. it was really hard to program for. And I assume that was the same for Very me. difficult. And I okay. honestly think not many games ever released in the Atari Jaguar fully utilised the 64-bit, mm. you know, the questionable bits, truthfully, but the real power of the Tom and Jerry processes. You know, a lot of the games were just 16-bit conversions. You know, like, like I was playing... That's true. Pin- yeah, I've seen them. Pinball yeah. Fantasy I was playing the other day. Good game. Good good pinball yeah, game. Yeah, great game. Good, but it's, I had it on the Amiga. Yeah, you had Amiga, yeah. Which is, a carbon copy. You had it on the one megabyte, you know, Amiga 500 plus, didn't mm, you? Exactly. So why is it on a 64-bit... You know, why is it one of the best games on a 64-bit console? On the... Tangent slightly, but how much was the Jaguar when it was released over here? Price-wise, yeah. I think it was quite expensive. When it was first launched, I think it was about £300. Oh, so it, it, they got the price wrong. I might be wrong with that, by the way, guys, but I know it's released at quite a so high price. apart from the number of bits, what, what were they using to try and tempt people? Like you say, you had these games on the Amiga. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, what most most of the games never really... Yeah, most of the games never really used its full power, but there was one or two that I think... Were, were good games and were showed off the console very well. Alien vs Predator. Now, when I when I was a kid, yeah. I used to get games magazines from my uncle. He used yeah, to give to me and CVG and all that. You remember the good old days? Yeah. And there was big hype about this yeah, game. Yeah, no, I remember seeing that. And thinking, oh, wow! This was Jaguar. an exclusive Atari yeah. Jaguar game. It was going to be just for the console. And do you know what, guys? It was supposed to be a launch title. It was supposed to come oh, okay. out on the day the Jaguar was released. It wasn't made on time. It was a year later. A year? A whole year. And Man, I, they messed that up. <laughs> well, they did mess it up a little bit because that was the potential to have a... Re- I think launch titles make a massive difference in a console. They do. Oh, they can, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go for time, but the Wii U... You know, I, I like the Wii U, but it didn't sell well at all and the launch titles weren't brilliant. They've had better games since, but it mm. kind of it started it on the wrong foot. If they had great games on on the launch day, it could make a huge difference. Mm. The launch titles for the Jaguar, I, I believe, was a, a game called uh, Terry McFur. Uh, this this shoot 'em up game that was that was uh, pretty rubbish, to be fair. I think it might have been Club Drive as well. They, they that were, was a launch game. I, it might be I, again. I, I don't quote me on that, but I believe it was an early title. Yeah, not brilliant. No, we've, no, we, we've had Drive. the pleasure. <laughs> well, yeah, it, I, it's an oh. interesting game to say the least. Yes, Good old club drive. Yeah, listeners definitely have a go at club driving. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can. Hey, it's a 3D version of Micro Machines. What could go wrong with that? Yeah, <laughs> that wrong. is a terribly misleading way of driving it. <laughs> yeah, it's not a golf game in wow. case anyone's thinking, actually. It sounds like a little golf game, doesn't it? It does, yeah. 
But there was a few other games I think that really was good for the Jaguar. Uh, Rayman, for example. Rayman. Again, Rayman's, Rayman's a great sorry. game. Yeah, which it, I didn't. I didn't actually know until recently that that was. The made Jaguar it, game. it was originally. I mean, exclusive yeah. Jaguar title. You know, I've seen yeah, the images. It plays yeah, the, well. The PS One and Saturn games are excellent. Yes, and the Dreamcast sequel is good as well. They they took the Jaguar game and it was launched. It was supposed to be originally exclusive. Obviously, it didn't yeah, sell very well. On the Jaguar, surprise, surprise. <laughs> I why. Fair play. You know, I'm, I I like the console though because it, it it was. I think it's a console that started the real 3D graphics. It, it, it knew that the future of gaming was going to turn 3D. Look at the N sixty four. It. it that was pure 3D. Saturn was playing on a 3D graphics, wasn't it, as well? Mm. Yeah, Saturn and PlayStation. Yeah. That was where games were at. That a bit was... rough around the edges. You know, they they are now. They are now. They haven't aged yeah, very well. Absolutely. But Jaguar's 3D graphics, let's be honest, aren't brilliant. Okay, So there's a game called Iron Soldier. Quite a good playable game, but very clunky. Cybermorph, another that was the, that was the, that was a launch title, wasn't it? Not Is just a launch title. It's the one you got with the console. The floating head in the corner. Of the floating screen. head. It was the one actually given in the game. No, so no, you, no. you buy the Jaguar, you get Cybermorph. Again, not a bad game, but very rough around the edges. Again, I, I believe it paved the way it for future. It was doing something new. Trying something new. Yeah. It, the Jaguar wasn't scared to try something new. It really, really Atari wasn't. Atari just aren't afraid of trying new things, but. Well, they remind me a little bit like Nintendo. Actually, they try new, a few new things. It sometimes works. It sometimes doesn't. So, seems what's well, worked a fair bit more. For yeah, I Nintendo. think that's, <laughs> that's a fair point. Years. <laughs> now, around nine ninety five, the Jaguar was not not selling well at all. The PS One came out that you said earlier. Yeah, and it was blowing the competition away. Saturn was, let's be it honest, was, didn't do... Saturn was in there. It, mean, was it was in the mix for a bit, doing better than the Jaguar. But yeah, it was the PlayStation was way ahead. It, it was. Now the Jaguar. Can, they had, they had, a, I think, a hundred thousand units still not sold. I think they had a, 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 a commercial. You know those, those TV commercials in America. They keep, you know, they keep playing, uh, like in QVC and stuff. Like the infomercial. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah, and they were literally, they spent all their budget on that to get rid of the last few units. It was right. desperate times. Was there, uh, a big, was there a big price slash or? They they did lower the price. Yeah. They did lower the price. They kept lowering lowering the price. And actually, that's how eventually I got my Jaguar because the price got so low. <laughs> they just given them, them away. They yeah. really were. Oh. Um, so sad. It's a bit sad, and actually, yeah. another bit of respect for Jaguar because it really looked like the right was on the wall. It really did. But they, they had one last chance. The la- you can say the Jaguar is the last of a console, but really, the CD add-on you could argue was the last of a console. I haven't even heard of that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> again, this this is some crazy bit of kit. You actually attach on top of the Jaguar. <laughs> some people say it looks like a slick uh, spaceship. Ooh. Others say it looks a bit like a toilet seat. <laughs> 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 yeah, check it out if you get if you can go online. It's a funny looking oh, machine. No. I don't actually own one, unfortunately. Oh. It's up How many oh. did they make of those? Now, there's, we only have rumoured numbers. Now, there's not quite that low. Now, the, the rumoured numbers of the Atari Jaguar CD was about 10,000. Wow, 10,000 ever. There, some people say 20,000, but nothing more than that, really. So 10, 20,000. No one knows for certain how many of these things exist. Oh, and they're temperamental. A lot of them broke. They're oh, not. No. They're not brilliant quality. How would you get a replacement? You like my well, my. You go to the the shop guy. Like <laughs> my Atari Jaguar CD is broken. Can I have a new one, please? And he goes, "There aren't any. Yeah, have none. a have a PlayStation instead. Have a so. PlayStation. <laughs> uh, thanks very much. Actually, and what was the purpose of this? So was it a C- it was a CD add-on? CD add-on. It it could boost the graphics of the 64 bit even more. It could okay. it, the graphics on the the Jaguar CD were were better. Not a lot of games were released. Um, not, probably around sort of 10, 11 official titles have been released for it. 
Wow, that's less than the 32X. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that, that takes on doing. Yeah. Jeez. However, though, I don't want to go off on a tangent because I might talk about this in a future podcast. It's more than the Virtual Boy, I think. More Sorry. than the Virtual Boy. <laughs> but actually, there's a big homebrew uh, community for the Jaguar and the Jaguar CD. Excellent. So there are a lot more games now than there were back then. It's heyday. <laughs> oh, I say heyday, but it's more of a heyday now, to be fair. <laughs> there really is quite a thriving community. People are launching new Jaguar and Jaguar CD games. Look, I, again... It didn't sell well. Obviously, the Jaguar CD didn't work. It, it was the last throw of the dice for, for Atari. And it's a sad end to, their, their, to, to the company, I believe. I think yeah. it is a yeah, sad they end. Do, they do like third party on certain titles mm. now, but they're not... Rollercoaster Tycoon, because in mind is a big title yeah, had quite recently. Not, it's not massive. I no. don't think they'll be remembered for the Jaguar. No. Um, but it's, yeah, it's still kind of a stain on there. Reputation, I guess, and another sort of well, another fact well, about the Jaguar is perceived that way. Mm. It is perceived that a little fact here that's I think quite a sad fact in a way. But the Atari Jaguar was the last ever console manufactured in what country? UK, USA, oh, USA, USA. No other console has ever been manufactured since in the USA. It's all been shipped wow. out to China and Japan. And you might think, oh, listeners may think, I'm waiting on an Xbox. Surely that's an American company, but no, they were no, obviously designed in America, yeah. but not actually manufactured. I think it was China for the Xbox. So wow. it's it's sad. The Jaguar, the Jaguar, it, it's a sad story. You know, it is. It could have been so much more. But it's, it's like with, like you said about the homebrew. Um, it's like with the Dreamcast. Yeah, I mean, we'll do, I'm sure we'll, I'll, me and Adrian will cover that at some point. But it's another great console that didn't have the. No, no. The lifespan it deserved, really. and But now there are still people making games for it because it's still a great console and it's yeah. capable of a lot. And I guess we never saw the Jaguar's true potential at the time. For example, talking about the homebrew, the Another World remake, which. Classic game. Classic game, I love it. Uh, I own it on the Mega Drive anyway. When I knew it was coming available on the Jaguar, I thought, I need to get this because it is, it's apparently the best conversion of another world it is, it is really? brilliant and I actually do agree it's it's up there with the top top PC conversions of the game it, it's amazing really plays well brilliant brilliant game so and I think only 200 were ever made of that particular game so if you're lucky enough to own a copy well done you've got quite a rare title and of course we have an interview with the makers of said homebrew on the website that's right yeah so, it was not you can find that www.arcadeattack.co.uk <laughs> That's the one. So, Check it out. Before Definitely. we finish, um, the controller. Ah, again, another what? controversial topic with <laughs> the Jaguar. It's awful. No. No, it is. <laughs> no. No, it is. <laughs> no. No, it is. It's, it's like a doorstop. <laughs> it looks like some dodgy phone. <laughs> it's like a dodgy phone. <laughs> it, some weird keypad. No, but the, again, Atari Jaguar trying something different, Keith. Mm. Now, they had the inlays, obviously. In some the inlay the over the 200 small buttons what on the other front. consoles have done that? <laughs> There's a reason for that. Yeah. A, a number, of, not a lot of the games, but a number of the games gave you special inlays. And Atari they did. Atari, yeah, I've seen them. Alien vs Predator. There's three of them. So there's one. Three for, different ones. There is one for so the Predator. That's 428 buttons. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> so it's one for the Predator, one for the well, the Marine, the Marine and there's yeah, one for yeah, the, um, yes. the Aliens as well, of course. Wow. Again, like I said, a good game. And the inlays, uh, they go over the top of these weird buttons. I think there's nine in total. and they, oh, they only nine. Yeah, it's not quite as bad as <laughs> you make it Just the key plus the three on the top. <laughs> That's right. So, so. They, they, so if you want to change weapons quickly, you can press the button 
and it, it swaps the buttons very quickly. And actually, they they they, they did realise the remote wasn't brilliant. Controller. The controller. The controller. Yeah. They actually did launch the Pro controller a bit later. Ooh. Ooh. Tell the us more about the Pro, the Pro controller. controller. It had uh, the, the, the side, the yeah, side shoulder buttons, buttons, the shoulder buttons, and it had, yeah, I see, believe, it's, it's six... it wasn't new. This Super Nintendo had already done it. So well, yes. Why they... <laughs> uh, no, but that, then the Jaguar controller it usually has three buttons, but this has yeah. six. Six as well, with the two shoulder buttons as well, why alongside the D pad as well. It does make well. you wonder, though. I'm not having a go at them now, but what, it, what, why didn't they do that in the first place? They learned the hard They way. had three buttons and then all these silly little ones. Yeah. Well, look at the SNES controller, which at the time was the standard. Yeah. Great yeah, shoulder buttons, four face buttons, the Mega Drive one, although I have happy memories of it, the three-button controller was a horrible shape and it was just too limited with three buttons. I think a lot Rude. of, you know, there, there's a lot of things you can do when developing your own console and old game, etc. And, and you want to be as proactive as you can, but sometimes you can't things not, you don't can't, click I'm not knocking them for the new, like you say, new ideas. You know, then the PlayStation came along and it had four shoulder buttons and, you know, then the crazy N64 controller, which I still can't get on with. Um, <laughs> I like that controller first. No, yeah. but, the, but that's obviously an improvement on the Atari. And, yeah. you know, now we've got, we have a lot of buttons on our controllers. So, you know. Oh, so many buttons. <laughs> but it was just, I guess it was, the, I suppose it's the whole Jaguar story. It's the way they went about it in the end. They, just, they paved the way. People learn from the mistakes. They, they tried a lot of new things. Not many of them actually worked. Truthfully, there are some, there are some hidden gems, though. There are some hidden gem games on there. Uh, but some of the worst games are arguably ever made. For example, <laughs> White Men Can't Jump. Good film. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, like film. film. I like that film. <laughs> Again, another exclusive Jaguar game, but a terrible game. Not it was. Fun. I had a go on it the other Have day. You played it? Oh, I've yeah. never played it. Actually, Dylan beat it. me in the game. I did. I beat him. Yeah, I beat you on that so game. So Dylan's, you know, he's a red, red, you know, residential White Men Can't Jump player over there. The not, physics, the physics in it are jam, something right? to behold, listeners. Really? You really got, you really got to see the physics in that game. <laughs> it's not like basketball. It's like some weird magnet ball. I think they. Should have called it "White Men Can't Jump Playing Magnet Ball." I think yes, I agree. That could be the sequel to the film as well, maybe. Magnet Ball. <laughs> Just should make it now as well with Woody Harrison and Wesley Slides. Oh yeah, that. those guys need a job. Yeah, but that's the thing though. The Jaguar's problem was just too hard to make the games. Too hard Very to make hard. the games, and a little bit of you know. A little bit of foresight with regards to the controller, yeah, and just you know, just making things easy would have. I think, I think the thing would have been a success. I think mm. it actually the timing of it, it was because it, because it was around before the PlayStation and the Saturn. Yeah, they had a real opportunity to make it work, and it's yeah. sad because there's some good ideas in those games. Yeah, they just can't. The developers, for you know, obviously the reasons mentioned earlier, just couldn't make it work. And yeah, yeah. I, I'm really glad about the homebrew thing. Really glad. Yeah, I think you know, it's as much as I can kind of see why it failed. Mm. It's nice to see that it hasn't died. But then you know the homebrew guys are making something for two hundred and fifty thousand people. When you think about it, it's a small community, really. Isn't it's it? a devotion. It's a it's, devotion it's a, labor, a labor of love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're certainly not doing it for the money. That's for sure. No, no that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, like just literally a few weeks ago, I ordered another homebrew game, Xenon Two. Oh, Xenon Two, two. Yep. Oh. It's not come through the door yet, so I'm oh. waiting. I'm look. I'm, I'm watching the the letterbox wow. eagerly. Wow. Xenon Two. What a that, game. That's a classic, that right? Oh, again, I was. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> On the Jaguar, yeah, Jaguar Homebrew really served me up, but I can't it's wait. good. I'm glad people still love the console, and obviously you still love the console, and yeah, we 
respect. We respect your <laughs> passion. And we respect for it. exactly. You know exactly. It's again, like I said earlier, guys, a good machine, a good at a good time. It just does wasn't fully fully utilized. No, it's it's, it's another example where um, being first in the marketplace isn't always a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Sega did it in America. They yeah. did a surprise launch of the Saturn. Um, oh man! Oh god. Tom Kalinsky, for, Tom Kalinsky is still annoyed about that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it, it's, it, was, it was one of the big decisions that eventually killed off Sega. Um, right, so they were story. in there first, before the PlayStation came out. But still, they were blown away when the PlayStation came along. Mm-hmm. So being, be, all right, it's good to, you might think, well, if I get in there first, everyone's going to come in and buy the, my console. But it didn't work like that. And obviously it didn't work like that with the Jaguar. No. So, you know, no. But hindsight is a wonderful thing. It is. It is. And games like Ocarina of Time, which, which is one of my favourite games of all time, probably wouldn't have been made without learning from the Jaguars' 3D capabilities and seeing what worked well, what didn't, and really, really smooth off the edges a bit. So, again, a misunderstood console. It, it did do a lot for the future of gaming, but ultimately a sad, sad end to Atari, I mm-hmm. think. A, a very sad end. And that. You do hope that one day they might have a, a rebirth, maybe, but I can't yeah. see it, unfortunately, right now. You never know. Okay, so yes, I'm talking about the awesome Shadow Dancer on the Mega Drive slash Genesis, depending on where you're listening to this. <laughs> um, it's based on the 1989 arcade game um, by Sega, but it's a very different arcade game. And it was... So I get a bit confused on my Shinobi timeline. Yeah, my Shinobi timeline, it's I guess. kind of... I think it's, it's unofficially it's, Shinobi 2, isn't it? Because Shinobi, it came, Shinobi off, came out on the Master System. Yeah, and, and then, then the I arcade, think, sort of 86, 87. And then... Maybe there was Revenge of Shinobi. Was Revenge the official, of Shinobi was eighty nine. Was the official like Mega Drive one, and yeah. then maybe Shadow Dancer was after that. Like, you know, I don't know. Can I? I just want to chip in because that's on, a confusing in. timeline. It if, is confusing if you want timeline. an even more confusing timeline, the Legend of Zelda games, because I know they're going to they're released in different years, hmm. but some of the games are prequels, some were sequels, yeah. some were based many years before. Some go back in time during the game. Hmm. Now that is a confusing timeline. Sorry, that's all right. We say a shadow dancer, a shinobi game. That's what we call it. Yeah, a shinobi game. A shinobi game. (laughs) Somewhere, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, the arcade game came out in '89. Um, If you played a shinobi game, you'll you'll know roughly what the game plays like. Lots of shuriken action, um, side-scrolling action platformer with the emphasis on the action. Um, The difference with this one was you have your faithful canine. Yamato nice to help you out awesome. um, and in the arcade game he would attack if you pressed a certain button um, and he's here for the Mega Drive release this was released in 1990 um, same name still a Shinobi game you still play as Joe Musashi the Shinobi um, but the levels are different I think the story is different um, some of the enemies are similar um, but there's new ones as well as ones that weren't in the arcade um, so yeah it's, and it's a Mega Drive exclusive I believe Nice. Or this good. version of it. Yeah, the is Master because System, the Master System version ages is after. a version of the arcade game. Oh. Which, if you ever see it running, 
it's quite impressive to look at for a Master System game. Yeah, I've played it. Unfortunately, it doesn't play very well. No, no. I've played it, and it is. It's one of those games that you're thinking, "Wow, how wow. did they get this yeah. in the Master System?" And then you start playing it, and it's you're like, "Yeah, impossible. it's a Master System." It's very choppy. It sounds it's like a Final <laughs> Fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but choppy. this this particular version of it for the Mega Drive was exclusive, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's an excellent game. I've, it's it's one that I wanted to talk about because I owned it first time round when I had my Mega Drive back when I was a kid. Um, and it's one that I still own to this day. Uh, not the same copy, but I knew I had to get a copy of it once I started mm. collecting games again. Um, it's it's one that's kind of you know close to my heart for that reason, and it's one that no one ever seems to talk about really. Mm. Um, people always praise Revenge of Shinobi um, and Shinobi Three, which are both amazing games, mm-hmm. both yep. of which I love. Yep, um, yep. But no one ever talks about Shadow Dancer, and that always made me a little bit sad, so I wanted to cover it today. Bit of a big up. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Just maybe, you know, raise its profile a little bit and give it a bit of a shout out. But yeah, it's uh, it's this, the typical Shinobi gameplay. Um, you've got an unlimited Shuriken, which is different for a Shinobi Ooh. game, because, yeah, Revenge of Shinobi and Shinobi 3, they're always limited. If bigger pockets, If maybe. you're crazy, deeper pockets. Yeah. If you're crazy um, and you want to play out in hard mode, you can play without the shurikens, which means you only have your sword and your dog to help you out. So there's basically, <laughs> aside from the dog and your ninja magic, there's no I range attacks. I think I've tried that and it's hard. It is, I like it's virtually impossible. It's virtually yeah. impossible. But yeah, you've got, you've got your ninja magic, you've got your dog basically on the Mega Drive, you hold down the B button, this little meter at the bottom with the dog's face and it goes, charges up, you let go of it, he zooms forward and attaches himself via his jaws. Locks the them up. Locks, Locks them, them up. up so they can't attack you and you can get in there to administer the finishing blow. Man's best friend. Man's right, best friend, right yeah. There. Can the dog be hurt though, is it? Yes. Um, oh. It's quite funny if the dog does get hurt. Um, he, we don't condone violence No, well, okay, but the yeah. way it happens is funny. He, kind of, <laughs> he yelps and he goes from being this huge majestic wolf thing into like a tiny... Oh, the little puppy thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. And turns into a tiny puppy. <laughs> and then it takes a couple of minutes for him to sort of get brave again yeah. um, and then you can use it a little bit like Phoenix from the Flames it kind of gets reborn into this yeah, big almighty bird of. but it's yeah. a dog so yeah so that's a pretty cool gameplay element which you, you I've not really seen since no you any can other play, games where you, you have can play dog like as what? a dog obviously like Okami Okami on yep. the PS2 which is an amazing game yeah but I never thought of no, well, the actual tag team with a dog I can't think no. of one in um in Twilight Princess the Zelda game you can actually transform into a wolf okay and, I'm know, gonna start doing Italia the number of times Adrian mentions Zelda yeah yes. sorry yes. Yes. Big that's right. no, <laughs> Zelda 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 <laughs> <laughs> No, that's oh yeah, that's that's another great game with the dog. There was a game on the Amiga, wasn't there? I think it was. Um, what was it called again? You, you had you were a boy and you had to. No, you were the dog actually, and there was a sleepwalker. I think it might actually be called Sleepwalker. Oh right. You had to sort of walk under the platform. I think it was Sleepwalker. Yeah, it's not a bad yeah. little game. I, I had, a, had a demo of the game on the Amiga. Didn't uh, it's it was a bit like a precursor to Ico. Uh, again on the oh, PS2. Oh okay, so where you have so to guide. You've got to guide something. Yeah. We like guide things and guide dogs. <laughs> Obviously, dogs are great yeah, for guiding Everyone loves people. guide dogs, yes. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, guide dogs and so you can give money to them and we do support other charities. <laughs> we do. Yes. Other charities are, are available. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, yeah, so that's a pretty unique gameplay element. Yeah, um, love it. I love the way this game looks. It's one that takes advantage of the Mega Drive's somewhat limited colour palette. 
on a basic level when you complete, compare SNES games to Mega Drive games. Mm-hmm. Games on the SNES always look brighter and more colourful, which is great for, like, I don't know, Mario World, something like that. Oh, it looks really good. Yeah, but mm-hmm. for a game like Shadow Dancer, you're fighting your way through the ruins of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Grittier. It's dark, it's gritty, yeah. Um, it, it looks it, it great. Looks, it it does. does look really good. Um, the, the sprites, I don't know, they've probably got limited sprites animation, are, but they look good. They're meaty. Well, they're meaty. They're yeah, meaty, they're enough. well-defined. Well, the dog actually looks really good. The dog, the dog really does look good. The way, he walk, the way he moves, he moves like a dog would move. Yeah. That's, that's really cool to see on 16. It's like having, it's like before, before nin, Nintendogs, there was <laughs> Shadow Before Dance. Nintendo, yeah, exactly. That's right. right. You, want yeah. To, you want to have your own pet dog? Get Shadow, Get Shadow Dance, Dance so. man. Yeah. I, I, I love to see a Nintendo, a Nintendo tie up a, Bad guy exactly. with exactly. A, those massive shield things, those massive the big flight, green those shield, big green <laughs> shield <laughs> things. I like seeing Nintendo Dog do that. There you go. So yeah, it looks good. There's some memorable scenes. There's there's a stage where you go up in a big lift in front of the Statue of Liberty. I love that. Oh wow, I love that level. Torch. Oh man, that, that level is, is amazing. Level. I'll touch on that again in a minute. Um, <laughs> well, no, yeah, you, you, sh- you showed fantastic. me the game recently, and I yeah. was. I've never seen it before, never played it before, and it was a really good game. It is I have to really say, good. I really enjoyed it. It's really fun. Um, the, so the, I really like the graphics. It's easy to pick up and play. One of my absolute favourite things about it is the music. Um, music are amazing again. The Shinobi games have been blessed in that regard. Yuzo mm-hmm. Koshiro obviously did the Revenge of Shinobi soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's awesome. Shinobi Rich. 3 soundtrack is amazing. And again, no one ever talks about this one, but it is excellent. Um, it is very good. We just listen to it. You can just like put it on the, the stereo and just listen to you it. You can. Yeah, you could dance to it. Could you, you dance? Shadow dancing, maybe. You, you could, could show some dance shadow dancing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm doing this. Adrian's doing some shadow dancing right now. It's, oh, no. it's quite a sight to be yeah. on. Um, but yeah, my favourite, probably my favourite track on the soundtrack uh, is um, this one coming up now, from which is from the aforementioned Statue of Liberty stage. So check this one out. Ooh. How good is that? How good is that? Um, I love that tune. The bass line is just amazing. It's so good. Um, it's worth playing this game for that alone. So mm. highly recommend the soundtrack. Even if, You know what? Even if you don't play the game, listen to the soundtrack on YouTube. It's awesome. It would uh, get do pretty well on top of the pups. Top of the pups. To be fair, he's been quite restrained with the puns. <laughs> yeah. It's been more Zelda than puns. Yeah, it has. Top of the yeah, pups. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, so, I mean, music, graphics, gameplay. Uh, it's not a very long game. It's I think it's five levels. I've obviously played it through more times than I care to remember. It's not too hard once you know what you're doing, although it does have the old favourite, the one-hit death, which can be incredibly frustrating. But there's enough lives and continues to mm. get you through. Yeah. If I was forced to give it a score out of five... We're forcing I, you. Tell us. You're forcing me. Should, um, we, just run, should we just run through? We'll, we'll run through the categories. So graphics. Yeah. Okay. So graphics four. 
Four out of five. Four out of five. That's fair. I mean, obviously, it is a little bit rough around the edges. It, yeah, it looks. It, is. it looks. But I think basic, kind I of gives time. What nineteen ninety? Nineteen ninety. It was an early Mega it's Drive. It's an early game. Mega yeah. Drive. Oh game, yeah. So. You, if you put it side by side with Shinobi Three, they almost look like different consoles. Yeah. You know, graphics wise, Shinobi Three so is. You know. You know. A retrospective level, graphics but. score for a nineteen ninety game of four out of five. Yeah. Is well deserved. It I is. think. I think. Yeah. So obviously, so, do you get your graphics? For sound? Yeah, sounds for me five. Um, sound sound effects are good as well as the music. And I didn't mention those, but yeah, music I absolutely love it. It's amazing. The music um, is sometimes on another level. I mean, obviously, you know, we've there are a couple of sixteen bit games. We'll talk about them later on that have amazing soundtracks. This has to be up there. Oh, definitely just, love it. Um, it yeah, gameplay four out of five. It's one of those games for me. I'm a little bit biased because again, you kind of you tend to look back fondly on games you owned when you were a kid. But mm. it's one of those ones I've got on my shelf now. You know what it's like. You stand in front of your game shelf. What do I want to play? I'm gonna play a Meg Drive game, but which one? Mm-hmm. And it's one of those ones I always go back to because I always have fun with it. Mm-hmm. I can play it for a few minutes, or I can sit there and play it all the way through, mm-hmm. and I always enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Just like one, it's like a go-to game for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I absolutely love it. Um, I like it because it's because the gameplay is it's obviously it's. It's platformy. It's kind of hack and slash, mm. but because of the unlimited shurikens, it's a bit like a shoot 'em up as well. You kind yes. of got, yeah, you yeah, kind yeah. of got all of these elements in it, and I, I love that the way that you kind of dispatch. And there's certain enemies you have to drop right next to them, like aforementioned guys with shield shields. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most of the time, you can kind of you know leap up, leap up platforms. Again, it's just your way. Fire a couple of shurikens. Fire a couple of shurikens. It's just it's satisfying. Mm. It's like you know. It's like biting into that first bit of chicken. You, do you know what? You, there is <laughs> like, kind of oh, a orish. feeling when, when the shuriken, because if, if you fire the shuriken and it's blocked, you get like a ting, because yeah. it hits like this sword ding. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But when it actually sinks into them, there is a really good sound effect yeah. <laughs> where you can kind of feel it or you can imagine the feeling. You feel that. Fun. You feel that. It's um, a 1990 yeah, yeah, yeah. 16-bit game and like, you know, you're feeling it right there. So <laughs> again, yeah, well-deserved, well-deserved. Mm. So difficulty... Uh, Level difficulty curve. Difficulty curve. Difficulty curve. It, it's it's a fair game. It's not. I a think cheap it's quite game. steep at the beginning. Actually, like yeah. I picked it up the other day. It's hard for me to remember playing it for the first time. Yeah. Uh, so because I hadn't played a Shadow Dance for about four or five years, I think. So mm. when I picked it up the other day, with I just found it. I lost a lot of lives. I think yeah. it's quite it's quite a steep learning curve. But then when you've you know only got five levels, you say. You've got it. You have to. You have, you to, have make to make it, it a bit harder. Yeah, you yeah. can't even on the relative. You know the easier difficulty settings. You have to. You can't make it too easy. Otherwise, you finish yeah, the game in half an hour, and you, yeah. you only bought it. You know, yeah. you only bought it earlier that morning, and you finished yeah. it already. Mm. I found it quite difficult when I started to play it. It's, yeah. But again, enjoyed it a lot. That's and I was thing. willing to play again. Yeah. Mm. I died, but if, I wanted to play again. If a game is fun, you'll come back to it, even yeah. if it is difficult. And so that's out of five, four all day long. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. Absolutely love it. Nice. If you Long haven't ge- played it, yeah. play it. Longevity. Um, I know. You, I know. Obviously, see again, you can. You can come back to this game yeah, again, again. But if you're if you're Joe Gamer on the street, oh, good old Joe Gamer. Joe Gamer, right? And uh, you never played Shadow Dancer before. How often are you going to keep coming back mm, to this? Difficult. What is it there? What what you know? Options wise, well, it's, it's quite. There's not a lot. It's of just like it's an arcade, yeah. arcade hack and slash shoot me. Waterfall, that brings you back to it. It's fun. It's fun? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say to, you know, to give it a fair unbiased score, I'd say maybe three. Mm-hmm. 
Because, yeah, if you haven't got the same personal attachment, I It have does have uh, varying, obviously, you, you mentioned there the, the hardest difficulty level. It does have that you can keep, you can keep going back to. Yeah. You can try, try playing through the game without shurikens. Mm. And, so there is a bit of replayability it's just, it's just, there. It is, yeah, it is a short game. It, it's just, it's a, it's a fun game and it's a cool game. What's cooler than ninjas? Nothing. Nothing's called a ninja. Today I fancy being a ninja with a badass wolf. You don't see ninja game. games much these days. No, and they're all sort of 3D open world. Mm. Tough. Yawn. Yeah. <laughs> God, give me another 3D open world I don't world know if you've game, played any of Thanks. the relatively recent Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden? However you say uh, games. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're good, but like... they're hard. Yeah. So <laughs> hard. You can't forget good old Zool. Ninja from the Ninth Dimension. Now that was a classic. Zool might have been the only non-cool ninja, I think. Yeah, oh, no, I, I actually yeah, like Zool. Really no, I'm, I'm sticking up for Zool. Okay, Sorry. fine. Oh, was okay. he an alien? He was an alien, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was an ant. He looked like an ant. I always thought an he was an ant. He's an alien. He's, ant. A, he's ant. a cool ant. Ant ninjas. Yeah, ant yeah. ninja coolest. But we, we digress. Anyway, yeah. so Shadow Dancer. So, yeah, overall then? A solid four out of five from me. Solid. Solid four out of five. give it five if I could, but I'm trying to be fair. So, a top dog game, you would say. Absolutely. And on that note, yeah, check it out. If you haven't played it, you need to add it to your collection. It's quite easy to come by. Um, I don't think it's particularly rare. So. And enjoy the amazing box art as well. Oh, the box art. <laughs> yeah, the box art is horrendous. I like it. I Didn't like it. It looks, it looks like something that I would have drawn. but <laughs> <laughs> So it's, it's pretty bad then, at least, basically. It's really, yeah, it's a strange kind of oil painting. It looks like a man's about to hit another man with a stick. With a pole. Yeah. <laughs> It's not good. It's not good. So ignore the box art. Um, I yeah. like it because it reminds me that it's Shadow Dancer. Oh. Yeah, it's, a, it's familiar, I suppose. Yeah. 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 But yeah, check it out if you can. It's, it's an awesome game. So, uh, recently, our man Dill um, went on a little visit to sunny Birmingham. <laughs> was it sunny? It was actually relatively it sunny. Was, there you go. <laughs> it was relatively sunny. So, for the purposes of this, it will be sunny Birmingham. Um, for the recent EGX Expo. And he's now going to tell us all about it. Yeah. So, so take it away. It was it was a reconnaissance mission of sorts, <laughs> uh, as these guys will know, and a lot of you readers slash listeners will know. I'm a bit of a dinosaur when it comes to <laughs> he games. Really is, yeah. <laughs> which is why you know, which is why we conceived this idea a few years ago to to give me a way to pay homage to old games. So when my lovely girlfriend back in March, bought tickets for EGX for my birthday. I was saying, um, hold on, EGX? Isn't that where they, you know, where they've got all the, you know, the new, the newfangled open world 3D oh, games? No. And so, Don't say it with that look on your face. I, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I'm it's sorry. just different. I'm sorry. It's just different. Embrace change, <laughs> Move, Move with the times. Move with the times. Well, essentially, so Bex, my lovely girlfriend, uh, googled retro gaming events, ah. and this one came on top. Hmm. Good old Google. How on earth did it come on top? Well, I'll, mention, I'll get into more detail later, but it's because it has a retro gaming corner. Oh. Retro gaming corner. corner. Retro gaming corner. So, taking all of my my mild, I wouldn't say foibles, <laughs> but foibles. So we ventured up to Birmingham, and I, I like but great city, by the way. Mm. Great city, big big shout out to Birmingham, second largest city in 
England, I think. Bigger than Manchester, is it? I think so. Well, no, they, actually, no, they call it, it's the, sec, they call it the, the second, second city, city, don't yeah, they? So, the yeah, second city. Sense. Beautiful. They've got some great things. They've got a nice um, church, cathedral type thing, lovely town centre. And the NEC, so which is slapped onto the side of Birmingham International Airport. You, no, um, Convenient. Station, um, yeah, train station. You don't even have to get out of the train station. You go out of the train station, you follow... A million corridors about 15 minutes later all undercover and you're in the NEC so you don't so, actually have to go outside you don't actually have to go outside no sunlight so, <laughs> which is great for us gamers because yes. we don't like to see sunlight no. occasionally that much so you know we can all stay <laughs> in the dark it's great so after the long trek from train station to NEC and past the exhibition for A Place in the Sun which I was very tempted to go into <laughs> uh, we got to the EGX bit so the first thing I noticed after getting your funky wristbands and such mm. is that... Oh, I only found out later that we could have got a press pass to ah, this thing. Next Don't. time. Next so, time. Don't. But, if there is a next time. But So, so Bex paid for the Saturday day ticket about £20 each. Not so bad. It's not mm. bad, but it's not oh, greatly okay. cheap. When you, when you consider that you know, we go to retro gaming things about six seven pounds entry, and you've got this, which is... Okay, you've got the new exclusive open FIFA seventeen franchise games and things. Sorry, Keith just Keith <laughs> Keith's got his got his hand franchise over his head at the game. moment. Yeah. And so yeah, twenty pounds I think is I think is quite steep. So we got there about about midday, so the place was already was already humming. The first thing I noticed was how dark it was. Now I've been to Hyper Japan, I've been to some other sort of convention conventions. And they're lighter. They're, uh, they use whatever, not like fluorescent lighting, mm. but kind of stage, stagey kind of lighting. And EGX is dark. But you know why it's dark? Because gamers like dark. We like to die like, in the corners like, and the dark. All those Chaos days, all those, all those days where my parents says you shouldn't play games in the dark. No one else plays games in the dark. It's bad for your eyes. We all play you games can't see in the if dark. You play them in the sun, right? I don't want to play them in the sun. It's glaring. It's glaring, but I don't like it. But it's you know you walk in there and straight away, you're you're actually in the indie zone. They, there is a bit so EGX at the front. Yeah, so that's I'm, good. I'm gonna talk a little bit about what EGX provides for. So it you know the the last you know okay, the current gen stuff, the new gen stuff is well advertised in website the leaflet you get. But you know a lot of people probably won't go there for the indie games. Now, the indie games are right. As soon as you go in there, you're in the red zone, I think they call it, and there was another name before I've forgotten. But it's great because we're, we're big indie game we fans. Are. Mm. We're big, we are. We like Arcade Attack, game. so especially retro-inspired one. And we do have, have, did have a little go on some of the games on there, so straight away managed to finally get a go at Conga Master, which we've just, uh, which I was then wrote up a lovely interview with David from the Bubsy Poochies. That's so, a great name, by the way. Bubsy yeah, Poochies. That is a great name. Who would you rather be, Bubsy or Poochie? Poochie. Oh, no, no. Poochie man is on Poochie. Bubsy. All day long. Bubsy had his own cartoon series. Watch it, possibly. <laughs> Poochie knows oh Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah. I mean, they hate him, but that makes him cool. And he's also voiced by Homer Simpson. There was never a Jaguar game Simpson. for Poochie, that's all I'm going to say. There was, was that's, that's also true. Yeah. That's also true. But you can um, so yeah. So Conga Master and uh, Modzork is another one. So you can see you can read both of those 
on the website. Uh, good read. www.arcadeattack.co.uk. So, you know, EGX immediately gets plus points for putting the indie games right in front of the That's door. That's good. That surprises me as well. I would have expected them to be hidden away. You it wouldn't, it you reminds wouldn't. me, sort of the 90s, remember when the indie music was everywhere, the Britpop. As soon as you went to the, the music, indie zone. Oh, yeah, Oasis, Blur, yeah. The Verve. Damon Albarn. And oh, yeah. yeah indie, different indie, different indie. Yeah, indie means a different kind of thing these days. Independent. My bad. My independent bad. developers. But there are some really, you know, there are some really good things happening in the in, in, in the indie scene. So that's one thing I am pleased about. Thriving. Definitely. Current, current gen gaming. There's a lot of good PC games coming mm. out. So, uh, so yeah, Mod Dog, like I said, Conga Master. Uh, there were some other good, there were lot, lots of good platformers and things. So I was a happy bunny. Now, which is good because you'll actually go out to, you know, if you, the, the new FIFA was there. Mm. FIFA 17. Apparently, Marco Royce is the best footballer in the world. Did you do? Did you guys? I know didn't this? know that. Is that is that the criteria though? The best what, to be on the, fl- the front cover. Front... Well, it's been messy. You know, uh, last year, last year, Jordan Henderson. Jordan was on the Henderson cover. was he? Well, he was the, behind. Is that the UK? No, look, is that the UK one? <laughs> he was behind Messi. Oh my god! I'm showing them now. I'm showing them now. Oh yeah! Wow. There was a vote, and I think it was. It, it was that looks Hendo so fake. May I see? Or Harry Kane. That looks um, crazy oh, fake. It was a the way they've done bombers, that. But you, you voted. People voted online. And uh, Hendo won. Oh my God. It looks so crazy we get fake. Off, we how off topic, Probably Hendo's biggest achievement in his career. That's his crowning glory. Yeah. Yeah. But how fake does that look? It, it does look really fake. They're obviously not, not even anywhere near each other. They're, they're, they're different sizes. They've, they've resized Hendo wrong. Messi. And Messi's nose is huge. Look. <laughs> look how small Hendo's head. I don't know. Anyway. Again. Tangent. Tangent. tangent alert. So we've Sorry, gone on a tangent. We've only got a tangent. But again, you know, so the organisers, plus point, darkness, plus point, plus. <laughs> indie games. Plus. But yeah, things like FIFA 17, the new Final Fantasy was there, so we saw like a massive Final Fantasy 15. You told me about, the, apparently there was a massive queue for FIFA 17. Oh yes. So yeah, so FIFA 17 queue. So the thing about EGX is, and it's, you know, it's a place to play these games sooner I think actually FIFA 17 only came out about a couple of weeks after yeah, the event yeah bear in mind it's probably not that different from FIFA 16 I really I played the demo of it it's not uh, and then people will actually sit in the queues because EGX has th- th- you know this many new gen games I think there's the new there's Battlefield 1 I think it's a big it's a big draw right now there's the new the new COD was out there mm-hmm. somewhere the new Gears of War you know these games have got massive following they have and I think it was because we went on a Saturday and the queues were ridiculous. They were actually people passed the actual marker where it says it's two hours from here. Wow. I know it's people were sitting go on FIFA. Yeah. So people were sitting down having picnics or whatnot. So there's the, the food selection. <laughs> the food selection at EJX was pretty good actually. So the they had their pasties and their pizza or whatever sitting in the queue. Yeah. Waiting to have a go on these games, it just blew it just blew me away. Although then I sort of put it into my mind, you know, I would have spent that long waiting to play Sonic Three before it came out. This is Given a good point. This Sonic is a good point. It's easy for us to be dismissive of it, but yeah, when we were when we were younger, when we were younger, we, good old days, yeah, good old days, we probably would have done it as well. So, we would have yeah. done. Yeah. So I think because uh, a lot of the guys that we uh, we know from. Twitter and networking and such went on Thursday, Friday, which obviously is school day at the time. It's not during the holidays. More 
I recommend going if you can uh, go on those days as opposed to the Saturday because I heard that the queues were pretty non-existent and you're more likely to get the freebies when you actually get a go of the game as well so my tip my tip for people who want to go, go to on the current gen yeah go on the weekdays go on the weekdays so yeah again but Microsoft everywhere Sony everywhere as if you didn't know there was already a battle between those guys with maybe <laughs> Nintendo in the background uh, oh. you, you, you'd, you'd, you'd know about it there and it was it was crazy like so it was so in your face mm. but it kind of has it's, some things have never changed again I think it's no, a new thing but it, it's yeah. not it's not when we used to when I used to read Sega Power and uh, Mean Machine Sega CVG you know those guys used to go to those events and they were just the same yeah they were just the same kind of in-your-face, rows and rows of TVs, consoles, people playing these things for the first time. You know, on those old chipboards, so not even the completed cartridges. Like, you see, like, the consoles lined up oh, with wow. the actual kind of, you know, chipboards and everything, chipset. There's some good plus points to It's it. going okay so far, but I'm not the kind of guy... No, you're not. You're going to queue for two hours <laughs> to play He's going to queue two FIFA. hours to play the new FIFA. Yeah, no. Especially when two weeks after I just played the demo anyway, and I was like, okay. It's <laughs> pretty much the same as FIFA 16. <laughs> Apparently you get injured more. That's what I've heard. You get a lot more injuries in FIFA 17. <laughs> That's amazing. Quick, rush out and buy it. <laughs> Are you sure he's in the basement around Aaron Ramsey? Nope. <laughs> FIFA 17, Aaron, Aaron Ramsey, Ramsey simulator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, get injured a bit. But... Yeah, so the new gen stuff was okay. It was impressive to look at, but again, not for me. So maybe the twenty pound ticket. But I want to hear about the retro game. Really making it. Okay, let's get in there. Let's get in there. So as Adrian would like to prompt me too, <laughs> then there was finally the retro gaming corner. Yeah. How big was this corner? It's more like a retro gaming eighth, maybe <laughs> retro gaming uh, ninth. Oh. But I, I don't blame them because the actual studio in the NEC. That they, that they chose for the event was massive. And if you'd have put, uh, put a quarter of that as a retro gaming section, it would have just been ridiculous. I don't even know how you'd get that many consoles because when we actually got to the retro gaming eighth, there were just rows and rows of awesome retro gaming consoles. We're talking Atari 7800, Spectrum ZXs. Wow. You got SNESs, Mega Drives, Mega Drive Two, thirty. There was a thirty two X which I actually had to turn off and on again because it had crashed. Oh, right. hey, hey, hey. I wanted to play. Uh, I wanted to play Sonic and Knuckles uh, Chaotix. I think mm. it's called. Yeah, yeah. And it took me a little while to get the thing started, but <laughs> it's quite interesting. I'll have to review that another time. But yeah, so you know, thirty two Xs were there. There was a Jaguar there. Boom. There's, there's a picture you playing a certain game. I, believe, I played isn't a bit of yeah. If you if you uh, want to check out what I've written up for this on the website, then you can see a picture of me playing Tempest. On 2000. Tempest 2000. A Jeff Minter classic. On the Jaguar, which was pretty fun, actually. It's pretty fun. Good game. Simple game, but, Good you game. know, again, again, Jaguar isn't <laughs> making the most of the 64-bit? Probably not. <laughs> uh, but, you know, again, best thing, uh, the organisers, whoever it was who put it together, and I think I think it was maybe a... Comp- um, I think it was someone specific who was actually who actually ran it all. One of the um, one of the guys who we sometimes occasionally um, chat with on Twitter. So I need to find out who exactly it was because they, I don't how they got these many CRTs, and they were like we you're talking rows. There must have been about 50, 60 
Wow. Cathode ray tube TVs, all with the consoles. W- was it always right. occupied? Was it was a good numbers there? Well, I like this. This is something that that uh, that brought a tear to my eye. Oh, okay. Was actually seeing the younger generation playing, you know, Sonic, especially. Uh, there was a, a, a couple of kids. There must have been maybe maybe college kids, maybe a bit younger, and they were playing Sonic Chaos on the Ooh. Master System next to where we were playing a bit of Sonic Two on on the on the Mega Drive Two, and they were loving it. Oh, they were like, it's know, a very good game. I think they were trying to uh, again. That, Sonic Chaos is a is an impressive mm. was what they got out of the Master System. Yeah, Brilliant. absolutely. One of my favorite Master System games actually. What they got out of the Master System, but you know, just to see them picking up and playing it was amazing. There were, I think, dads with their kids trying to get them to play <laughs> Manic Miner. I, I tried to play Manic Miner on the Spectrum a bit. I don't think the buttons, I think the buttons are a bit knackered. That's, you know, whoever, again, whoever organised this has subjected these consoles to scores and scores of people, you know, over the course of four yeah. days. Yeah. I don't want to see that 32X. Has, it's probably never had that much life in it. It's probably never, never had, had that much no. use. Yeah. No, and I, you know, are they? Even, you know, is 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 it actually going to work now? I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. But Let's I'm sure it was worth it. it. I'm sure they got recompensed by EJX or whoever, whoever actually um, looks after it. The be- another good thing about it was it was separated into different genres of games. So there were sort of there was like a platformer section Good. there was like a shoot shoot up section oh nice there was an actual sort of light gun section oh, as well cool. so you had uh, safari hunt you had uh, duck hunt so classic and some other weird master system shooting games that looked amazing <laughs> I don't need to find out what it was it was like a western one wanted wanted was it wanted I had that when I was a kid oh, wanted. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I had that with the that was what it was called yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it was wicked so you could see how I still think the light gun was uh, a bit of genius. Oh, the light gun's awesome. I bought I bought a CRT TV purely so I could play old light gun games. Well, who can forget the Menacer? Or the good old Mega Drive? Yeah, eh? I had that as well. That was, <laughs> or the Super Scope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Mo- so, moving swiftly on. Yeah. And then they had a pinball section. Oh. I haven't played a pinball game wow. for I don't know how long. And like pinball... There was quite a lot of good... Maybe drive pinball games. Or I there, think they had a few things. There was ones, a lot yeah. of them. Yeah, there was a Motley Crue themed one. Wow, it was definitely Crueball. a Peter Rage one. There was, yeah, it was. You know, it was great. It was. It was a good. It was a retro. It was a good retro gaming eighth. Uh, my my tip would be if you're going to go to one of these things, wear shorts. <laughs> wear shorts and some kind of tank top. No tank top, like a like a vest top, because. Man, was it hot in there. <laughs> Is this I our mean, fashion tips now? Retro gaming fashion retro tips? Gaming, yeah. Retro gaming. Shorts and a tank top, baby. Well, retro you look pretty cool in that. Retro <laughs> gaming fashion <laughs> tips. But it was, because of all the CRTs, it was crazy hot in there. And they, an EGX, you don't get a lot of freebies in EGX. I've been to, oh. I've been to, yeah, I know. I, I know that a couple of our friends queued up and got some Mafia 3 goodies and some COD what kind of stuff like you got flash drives and mafia three chains and yeah nothing nothing amazing amazing but one thing you would get is an energy drink which i think was called volcano <laughs> wow so there were volcano. a few there i think it was called volcano it's been a while since uh, since i went down there but there were about three or four volcano stands around and reams and reams of cans of it everywhere so Ooh. One thing gamers like is an energy drink. <laughs> Let's be honest. Monster, monster have made a, a killing out of you know sportsmen and gamers. Yeah, they're two they target audiences. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> and students. So yeah, the volcano thing. I didn't partake. 
you know, being being thirty four and liking my sleep. I'd rather have a cup of tea. Yeah, there were, <laughs> that's what. See, the retro gaming corner should have had a tea stand. That's what it should. Oh, like yeah. a tea urn. They should. Tea urn. Yeah. Tea urn, and then that, that, that's what they should have. We sound like real old men now, aren't we? But yeah, that we're old men. Like... I mean, you know, but. The question was, and the question I raised on the website is: Is EGX for retro gaming? Is dinosaurs? it worth going if you're retro? If gaming? you can blag a press pass, if you're a blogger like us, then probably <laughs> you can get yeah. it for free. Why the hell not? Why yeah. the hell not? But twenty pounds, uh, I'd say that your money is better spent going to a retro gaming event, which, like I said earlier, will cost you about five six pound, uh, or some kind of market where you could spend that fourteen pounds on a. On Cool Spot or something. Ah, which I bought the other day for about fourteen pounds randomly. Whoa. 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 whoa, psychic right now. That, that is nice. psychic. Yeah, I, so I was at Two in Market only a few days ago and then picked, yeah. picked up about yeah fourteen pounds. How yeah. random that was boxed as well, wasn't boxed, it? Boxed SNES yeah. version. Yeah, I'm really happy with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a bit random, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. So yeah, EGX saw some good things. You saw some things that saw most. It's mostly it's mostly for the kids, isn't it? It's mostly for the kids and guys who like. Um, we're not old fogies stuff. honestly yeah. was there anything from the current gen stuff that kind of piqued your interest well like I said like, a lot of those some of those indie games I need to I need to actually sort of find out the names and they look gorgeous but the actual am I interested in these franchise I'm going to call them franchises now Cogs a franchise Gears Awards is a franchise I must admit Battle I mean franchise. Of the fr- I know Adrian's been playing like the, the new Doom oh, and it's stuff, great. but like I, I, I yeah I play modern games but I'm as, as tired as you of I the just FIFA, don't get it. Train and the you know Call of Duty and it's they're also saying you're they're essentially it's very gamers are essentially playing slightly altered versions of the same game over and over again yeah and you just wouldn't sign up I don't think I just personally wouldn't even if I liked the first one of those series I wouldn't queue for two three hours to play the no, slightly it's different just, it's, it's, yeah I guess we just don't quite understand it do we, we don't quite we just don't get it but hey. So, yeah, so like I said, if you're going to go, go on a Thursday or Friday, try and get the cheap tickets, or yeah, if you're a, a dinosaur like me, then maybe stick to those retro gaming events. Final question, mm. because I know you're such a fashion guru, yeah. would you wear your cap forwards or backwards? <laughs> <laughs> With your tank top and your shorts. <laughs> what would you recommend? But do backwards, obviously. Oh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is a little game we like to call Guess That Game. The rules are very simple. I, I've bought a new game recently. It's come through the post. I haven't opened it yet. I've you been, haven't opened no, it? No, no, it hasn't been opened. Well, you might not know what it is. Well, I, I, again, they sent you the wrong game. They might have sent the wrong game. Okay. It might be uh, like a present for my wife for Christmas. So it's, it, hopefully it's not that, something like that. No. But I, I think it might be the game. Okay. So I posted it recently. I've been eager to open it but I thought I'd save for it oh, for this day nice. <laughs> yes. it's very now, I don't think I could have waited I, I, it's been, I've, I've had it for a few days now so I'm like ah. but anyway the game is simple I'll, I'll I'll ask a few questions I'll do a random select as who, who goes first mm-hmm. and we then take it in turns and we'll see how All long right. it takes to guess that game okay, are you ready right, for okay, this first time, no. right the Arcade Attack random name selector has picked Ooh. Dylan to go first <laughs> So yeah. I can ask a question. Ask a question, and then then Keith, then whoever gets it right can open the game. Is it is it like is it like uh, is it like a yes no thing, or do you or will you actually if I ask, if I ask you the question, will you give me the answer? It could be any question yeah, you any like. Okay. okay. What uh, what console is this for? It is for the Atari Jaguar. <gasps> oh no! I'm never going to guess it. <laughs> uh... 
That sounded slightly dodgy. Um, <laughs> that sounded like a Resident Evil. Yeah, it's good, right? Oh, God, my knowledge of the Jaguar library is limited. I don't know. <laughs> it's, um, it's not a big library, to be fair. Do, do, do. He's not already given us a clue earlier, is he, in the Jaguar thing? What was the... Possibly. He's was, mentioned quite a few. What was actually. the... Um, it's not Xenon 2, is it? No. Oh, good guess. guess. <laughs> that was my, that was what, my guess. What, what genre of game is it? Platformer. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Over to Keith. Can you give us the name of the developer? Was it an Atari game or... Is it like a well-known developer? It is well-known. It's a well-known developer. Can you tell us who they are? No, I think that'll give the game away. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, um, um, is it Rayman? It is! Oh! Oh! There was a little clue earlier. Open, I hope, open it to let's see if it is. Oh, if it is. Oh, you can hear there is a real parcel here. There really is. I hope it is the game now. It could be quite embarrassing if it's not. It's edible panties. No, it's yeah. not. It's not. And it's summers. Oh, oh, here we go, here we go. Oh, that's, that's, oh, oh, it's oh skillfully wrapped in newspaper. Which Ooh. newspaper it will tell us a lot about the person who sold it? <laughs> that looks oh, like German. It's, is it Dutch? Oh, German? German? Or, wow. Wow, I hope, it's, oh. wow, I really not. It's one of them good, foreign but... newspapers. It's a foreign yeah. newspaper. <laughs> I'm getting a bit scared now. Uh, oh, no. Uh, it is. It is Rayman. Rayman. It is Rayman. It's, it's Sorry, Rayman. I've made a mess. That's all right. There you go. Well, it keeps flat, so I should apologise. <laughs> I, I think that's... that's. Oh, thanks for the bag. <laughs> I think it's the Telegraph. D. Is it, um, is wow, it? that's very odd. Rayman, the, cartridge on Jaguar. Yeah. It's oh, no, no here we go. It's definitely from Holland. Wow. Regimentstag in Groningen. Oh, Groningen. That's go. definitely yep. Holland. There, there you go. But Rayman. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed nice. I couldn't get the boxed version. And Still, how much did you pay for this gift? I paid quite a lot. You know, like oh. I said, with the, a boxed version. Yeah. With with the manual, goes for over hundred pounds. No way. Wow. Mind no. you, we didn't know it existed until earlier. So no, and it's it is one of the best games. I've been very eager to add it to my collection. Now, just the unboxed version. I feel a bit bad, but it did cost me a good forty pounds. Oh. I know. I know. But it's it's easily one of the best games. On the console, I've heard. I haven't actually played it yet because you know how could I? Is it the same as the Saturn and PlayStation? Yeah, version? it's very it similar. The the graphics. So I've got the Saturn one, and that is that look. It looks beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful game, and the colours actually. I didn't mention that mm. the Jaguar has some amazing colour palette, much more. I'm than the really SNES interested to see what drive. this looks like because I can't wait. That was one of the 32-bit era. A lot of the games that really look good now still are the 2D games. Yeah. Um, whereas obviously a lot of the 3D polygon stuff's aged really badly, so I yeah I really really want to see this. No, I'm looking forward to playing it. It looks like it's in pretty good nick though, even though it's cartridge only. Yeah. The yeah, label no. the label's still in good condition. It doesn't look too worn. So awesome. Well, that, nice. yes, that is a very nice get. We look forward to a future we review do, yeah. of said Rayman on yeah. the so. on the Jaguar. No, bring, bring it on, and well done to uh, Dylan for well getting it correctly. Woo! Unlucky keep maybe winning next winning time. the first edition of. Yes, that game. <laughs> okay, um, now I'm going to take over a little bit and I'll talk about some retro gets. Looking forward to retro yeah. gets. Mm. Got a nice meaty pile here. Tasty. Um, tasty pile. Tasty meaty pile. It's a big pile of retro gaming goodness. Right, thank you, Adrian. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been looking to boost my Dreamcast collection recently. It's a console I didn't own first time around. 
I know you did. Yeah, yeah, it's um, uh, misunderstood. Like yeah, check, good and, oh, oh, wow, a great console. I'm loving it, really am. And so, yeah, I wanted to grow my collection a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I paid a little visit to Play Nation Games in Croydon. A little bit of a shout out to them. Cause check it out. All these games I'm about to talk about came from there. So definitely check them out. Yeah, good friends of Arcade Attack. Yes. Now, the first game I want to talk about, um, it's a 3D fighting game. It's a sequel to Soul Blade, which was a PS1 title, which mm. was actually very good. Um, and obviously there was yeah, a, I played Soul Blade. It was there was good. a lot of 3D fighters on the PS1, but that one was one that stood out, a weapons-based fighting game. It's a sequel to that. It's a conversion of the arcade game. I don't ever remember seeing it at the arcade. You I don't. No, no, I don't. I never saw it. one in the wild. Um, <laughs> but uh, allegedly... This is better than the arcade. Well, that's a big uh, claim, isn't it? It is a big claim. I mean, we know now, I mean, the graphics on the Dreamcast were ahead of its time. Mm. And it was it was really good for arcade conversions. And this is one of them. And it's Soul, Soul Calibur. It's really, really good. Um, I've only had a quick go of it. But it looks beautiful. It really does look good for, what, um, what year are we... 1999 not bad it's all in high definition as well all the graphics are in high definition Ooh. so although obviously compared to 3D Fire today it maybe looks a bit well, do you know what actually it doesn't it looks really good even compared to today's game so that's one I was really pleased to pick up it's easy to pick up and play I'm sure there's a lot more depth to it than I've managed to get out of it so far but yeah, yeah it's a good one so I was pleased to get that that was 7.99 I think bargain I think so I mean, I mean look at the it, box eight yeah, it's got the, our listeners can't see this. Well, Dreamcast boxes were notoriously rubbish. Yeah, flimsy <laughs> things. The PAL ones, they just fall apart. I mean, in, <laughs> in America, they got n- just normal CD cases. Was it America? Are, or the, Jap- was the Japanese ones? I think it was America as well. Both ones, yeah. But the, yeah, the PAL ones, this, I mean... Oh, it's, Why did they do that? <laughs> I don't know, but you kind of look at it and you feel it. And it's got a nice... It looks thick, good. It looks nice. It looks nice. Mm. I don't mind the way they look, but... The, the, it's a similar kind of... They fall to bits, don't yeah, they? Actually, yeah. am I doing this one a disservice? It's actually in one piece. I'm actually being mm. very mean to this particular game because it's actually <laughs> in one piece. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, it's $7.99. It, I've seen it on eBay for about that. So yeah. I didn't really save any money, but booklet, good condition, nice manual, disc, disc is good condition. Can't see any scratches on it. No, no one's got a blade I, on that I, bad I can, boy. I can see some up close, but okay. it all works Little fine. Um, so yeah, I was pretty pretty pleased with that one. That's a good so get. That's first. That is a good get, and yeah, really really happy to get that one. Next good one, much. it's another arcade conversion. I'm sure I probably played this at some point way back when. Um, it's Virtuous Striker 2. Ah. Oh, yeah, we had, the, we had a quick go, didn't we? You did, didn't you? It, to that. be more precise, we'll give it its exact title. It's Virtuous Striker 2 version 2000.1. That's important. <clears throat> it's catchy, isn't it? <laughs> it is, you need the version 2000.1. Yeah. You need to know which one you're playing. Yeah. I mean, this was only cheap, but it's it's just a fun arcade. <laughs> Not if you game. lose by a dodgy goal, but yeah. <laughs> there was oh, yeah, so dodgy the, about the AI, the AI, the AI goalkeeper is slightly suspect. <laughs> it was the Brazilian goalkeeper though. Yeah, you know, fair, sometimes fair. a bit crazy. I'm a bit bitter still, but bit we'll move on. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's not a very technical game. It's a, just lump out the Oof. field, score yeah, a few goals. Yeah, it only uses Punt three it. buttons. There's not really any defensive buttons. You just no. slide. No defense. And the camera angle is horrible. The it's camera too angle close. Is pretty, you can't really yeah. see what's going on. You can't change that. And it's got the scary commentator when you score, which oh. is quite fun. You wouldn't want to meet him down the dark end, no. would you? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's kind of aggressive. But yeah. um, 
He sounds like he's being murdered. It does a bit. But yeah, it's, it's not bad. This was a cheap one. There's no manual, and the back of the case is Smashed. missing. I'm making yeah, it, there's it, a yeah. massive crack. Right yeah, there. but it was two pounds. Take it. What so for two pounds. pounds to add to your collection. Take it. Yeah, so I, I was happy to pick that one up. Um, I didn't have great hopes for it, and it, it's all right. It's just one of those sort of ones you pick up. Have a laugh with a mate. Have a bash on. Have a quick yeah. match. See what happens. Two quid. That's like two a, quid. That's, that's like, that's like a journey on a bus. bus. Yeah, saying dollars then. That, that's not a lot, is it? That's what one one sixty seven. But yeah, it's Barbie. um yeah for two quid. I mean, what? That's two goes in the arcade, yeah. and I'll probably play it more than twice. But yeah, so that's another one to add to the collection. Very good. Next is a strange one. I didn't know much about it when I got it. Um, I still don't really. It's Choo Choo Rocket. Mm. What? Um, I think. The case is falling apart now. I think it was a launch title. Oh, I, think it, and, I think it was. Um, it's, yeah. It was made by Sonic Team. And we so, like Sonic you know, Team. It's got pedigree, but um, it's one that Sega pushed early on for the Dreamcast online capabilities. Oh. I don't think I'll be playing it online. What <laughs> um, if anyone is playing it online I right now? I don't know. Could maybe you imagine? They are. <laughs> I'd love to know if anyone's playing it right somewhere now. that you can connect Could you rock it, maybe? Um, it's a weird kind of cutesy Japanese puzzle game where you have to guide some mice home basically yeah. guiding mice home guiding mice oh, yeah. home which is a nice thing to do yeah. did you did you, you know. did you go in the shop going I choo choo choose you I choose yeah. you Simpsons <laughs> reference <laughs> Simpsons reference <laughs> I didn't oh um, I didn't I should have <laughs> yeah I, it's a bit of a dream cast staple I think and I, again when I tell you how much it was it was kind of a no brainer the case is a bit damaged um, there is a manual mm-hmm. And it works. So Ooh. always a bonus for a game. Yeah. Take it. Um, Take it. How much did you pay? Ninety nine p. Oh, that's a bargain. I know. I mean, that's you don't want to get it for that anywhere else. Hashtag so. bargain. Hashtag bargain. I've only had a quick go of it. I'll go back to it. It's not you, my usual cup of tea, but I just thought at that price for my collection. Just take. Could it. I say no? I couldn't. So um, yeah, I did choose 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 rock it. Next. Ah, Ooh, yes. wow, that looks familiar. Yes, yes, it's yes. Quake Three Arena. Oh, great game! Dreamcast version. So, great yeah. game. Loved it on the PC. Yeah, I've only played the PC version. Yeah, yeah. I'd never really played the PC version, but obviously I knew its reputation, and uh, I figured it must be a reasonable port on mm-hmm. Dreamcast. Why not? And give it a go. why not give it a go? Yeah, um, I'm struggling with it Ooh. because obviously the Dreamcast has one analog stick and some buttons. Ah. And so you can use the analog stick to move or aim and you use the buttons. So Okay, so it's a bit like an N sixty four controller, isn't it? When you use yeah. the stick for the like if you're trying to play Goldeneye on the N sixty four, you've got to stick the thing and then use the buttons as a direction. Yeah. 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 It's fiddly and it you know, if I if I imagine if you were used to playing it with a mouse and keyboard. I wouldn't fancy a chance to get a PC player, that's all I'm saying. No. You might be quaking your boots. Sorry, sorry. Well, this obviously had online Ooh. capabilities. I, again, I doubt very much whether anyone's playing the Dreamcast version of it online today, but you never know. It looks good, though. Yeah. It does look really good. It's a solid shoot up, isn't it? Yeah, Graphics I mean, it's a classic. I, I've got, it's one that I'll have to go back and try and acclimatise to the controls, but... It was another one that I saw and I thought, it's Quake, I can't, I can't not buy Quake. How much did you pay for that get? This one 
as I open the box. Ooh. This one, I think, actually, the box is in pretty good nick. Yeah, box again, again nick, box, yeah. manual, manual good nick. For, for a Dreamcast. It's even got a promotional leaflet thing in. Yeah, some there you go. Dreamcast games. Um, three ninety nine. That's not wow. bad. So great again, gear. Um, great gear. It wasn't one that I was particularly looking for, but when I saw it, couldn't say no. Keep it, keep, we're going to keep it this nice nick. Watch out for the inlay there, Keith. Yeah, inlay, I'm, I'm, I'm minding the inlay. There oh. we go. So despite my bad mouth in Dreamcast cases, this one's actually in nice condition. Oh, yeah. No, good, good so yeah, far. Three ninety nine. I was no, good games. Well, good prices, really. Let's be so you've yeah, got, yeah. looks like you've got one more Dreamcast <clears throat> gift. Then. One more Dreamcast. I've saved the best for last, no, in that, my opinion. I like the look of this one. This is one I was looking for. Mm. So I was chuffed that they had it. And they did have a couple of them. Um, one of them was in slightly less good condition <laughs> and when I bought it they only gave me one disc so I did oh. have to go back to the shop to get the other disc and we're talking about the fourth instalment in one of my favourite game series of all time why is it doing to be I like that it's got to be Code it's Veronica Code baby. Veronica it is Code Veronica yes <laughs> um, very good game in the collection it's a great game I it's had it best. on the Playstation 2 um, way back when and I have got no idea what happened to my original copy of it yeah, I also had it on PlayStation 2, and I don't know what happened to my <laughs> copy. Is someone going around stealing copies of Code Veronica on the PS2? Yeah. Do you know who it is? I, do I don't know, know, but do you know what? I've got like five copies of it. I have ah. <laughs> Have you got my Silent Hill 2 as well? <laughs> no, I haven't. I blame, I blame Umbrella. Umbrella, yeah. yeah. It's a conspiracy, man. But yeah, um, I love the PS2 version, but I remember back then, and I've heard it again since, that the Dreamcast version was supposed to be the definitive. Wow. So you got it, the box looks good there. Uh, yeah, no, it's in it's in good condition. Two discs. I did get the Both two discs, discs eventually. Look, look good condition. Yeah, all very nice. The manuals there. There is nice. a little postcard. Oh, postcard! Wow. <laughs> I can win one of ten Scion Revos. Why are you Does not? Does anyone know what a Scion Revo is? No, but you should go for the competition. No, but I hadn't looked at this until now. Let's <laughs> have a look. There's a guy. Is it like a, it's not like a VR thing. No, it looks like a. Well, remember those like electronic filofax things? It does, doesn't oh, it? Oh wow, yeah. He appears to be sleeping thing. while it watches him. <laughs> you could be one of ten winners of the new Revo from Scion. This switched on organizer means you can email on the move. Oh. Make appointments wow, and email stay in on touch the move. With you can't do that. Today. You can't do that now. You can also surf the web. <laughs> write a letter or just play a game and when you get it when you get home it will sync straight to your PC. Oh. Wow. Terms and conditions, no purchase necessary. Oh, closing date, 31st of October 2000. Oh, oh we did like 16, 16 years. 16 years oh. too late. That is a shame. How can you live with yourself? God, the purchaser of this game. How cool is this it, guy, man? I want to be that guy. He looks cool. And now I never people. will. And I don't think you can buy a Keep referring to the guy it. on the postcard. Oh, he yeah, looks happy, sorry, doesn't he? a really happy, cool he's ha- he looks happy. And he's organised. He's one of those cool guys that's organised. Yeah. He can do his emails and surf the web <coughs> on the go. And sync his games. To and the sync his to games. his yeah, personal computer. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't played Code Veronica, um, you play as Claire Redfield, brother of sister, sister of sister. Chris, yes. brother of brother Chris. Of that would Chris. be weird. Transgender brother. Sister yeah. of Chris and also one of the main protagonists in Resident Evil 2. In Resident Evil 2, along with Leon. Yeah, that's Ooh, right. Okay. Um, she's still on the search for answers and her brother Chris. Needless to Poor say, Chris. she gets quite a few answers in Code Veronica. Yeah, it's a quite a long game actually. It's one. a long game. Yeah. It's you went like when you'd expect it to usually finish. Mm. 
you find out there's another half of the game to go and it just keeps on going. It sounds like Lord of the Rings a bit. It's it's a bit it keeps like ending. It keeps going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you're finished. Oh, you're not finished. Yeah. But yeah, excellent game. I was really, really pleased they had that. I paid twelve ninety nine for this. It, big, you know, big it was money. A, yeah, it was a bit more than I would have liked to, but it was a game I really wanted. I think it's worth it. It was there on the day. Yeah. It was in nice condition. And yeah, it's supposedly the definitive version. So I nabbed it. So that's Resident Evil Code Veronica. Good, great Dreamcast gets. And um, yeah, you know, what you like. It's like five. Five new five Dreamcast games so. there. So yeah, well. Pretty sweet. Right, next one. Mm. We go back, back in time. Even uh, further than the Dreamcast. Yeah. To PlayStation 1 era. Ooh. And this is a game that I've heard a lot about, never played, and I was really interested to check it out. And it is Heart of Darkness on the PlayStation mm. 1. Highly rated. It is. A highly it's, rated Heart of it's Darkness. It's very highly rated. It's a cinematic platformer, very much in the vein of Another World, oh. Flashback, um, Apes Why Odyssey. is that up there? Why is that? That's a very interesting <laughs> question, Dylan. Because this game was the brainchild of one Eric Chahi. Legend, legend. Legendary Eric Chahi, who obviously was the creator of Another World. Um, yeah. Bingo! And yeah, it was kind of a long time coming. He left Delphine to work on this. And um, it came out eventually in 1999. Excellent. Believe. So a good few years after his yeah quite a long time work. afterwards. I've only played uh, the first couple of levels. It's a bit of a strange one. The opening cinematic of which there is quite a lot. It's all very bright and colourful, and you mm. play as this little kid called Andy on a mission to rescue his dog who's been kidnapped by aliens. Mm. Just a normal day, you know. So as we were talking about Shadow Dancer earlier, and the dog is with you, this one you have to go and get the dog. Yes, the dog is absent, sadly. And you get oh, off. You, you and luckily, Andy has a spaceship that he built in his shed. Well um, done, Andy. <laughs> and off boy. he flies <laughs> magically to the same place that the aliens have taken his dog. So yeah, it's got like a really cutesy setup. But then when you land on the, the alien planet or wherever it is, mm-hmm. it suddenly takes a turn. Oh, and no. the backgrounds are very foreboding and grim. And the ways in which poor Andy can die are quite distressing. Oh, actually, no. in the first few screens. He can fall down a ravine and break his neck. Oh, no. He can be eaten <laughs> by a monster. Oh, oh no. Um, he can drown. Oh, oh no. no. Bear in mind, you're supposed to be playing as like this, I don't know, eight-year-old boy on, oh, on a mission is. to rescue his dog. It can, you know, it's, when you stop to think about it, it's quite horrible, It really. sounds very another-worldly in the way that yeah. you can die. Yes, yeah, it does, no, it, does. it really is. I mean, if you've played Another World, I mean, straight you away, get... you're going to recognise the Those weird slugs. Of, <laughs> yeah. And it's a separate screen, you know, you switch from one screen to another, it's not a, like a platform so game. That a winning, winning formula, he was using his winning from his previous games. Yeah, I mean, it looks really, really good. And going back to something I said earlier when we were talking about Rayman, for a PS1 game, it still looks really nice. Mm. It's, it's like when you go back and look at Another World or Flashback, mm. although the graphics in them are basic now, the way it was animated... Mm. It, it, Gorgeous. Yeah, it still looks really good yeah. and it gives it that cinematic feel... And the way you switch from one screen to another. Um, and those kind of set pieces. Love a good set piece. Yeah. it's. Um, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, I haven't got too far into it. Um, but it's definitely one I want to stick with. Um, yeah. And yeah, this was 4 99 What a bargain. That is yeah. a bargain. 
It's on, no, it's on two just, discs, so it's quite a long. And there's no manual, long but no manual. Four ninety nine. Um, I might have to uh, borrow that a few key because that game does look like ticks quite a few more boxes actually. Yeah, you yeah, mind, it's really though. highly rated, and I've enjoyed it so far. So yeah, I was really pleased to pick yeah, that. I'm going to have a borrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to include three D glasses on. Oh, no. Yeah, apparently the finale, I guess the finale cinematic um, is in 3D, or can okay. be in 3D, but I'll find some 3D glasses from somewhere if I ever get to the end. So yeah, so that's Heart of Darkness. And to the last get? The last get. Um, the last get and the oldest get. Yeah. It is the oldest get, we're back in time again, and we are going back to 1993. Oh man. It's I'll 1993. The heavy days. Oh, it's the Sega Mega Drive. Slash Genesis. Um, and um, it's a one on one fighting game. And it's not Street Fighter. <gasps> what? Or what one could of it be? Sequels. It's not Mortal Kombat. But, but that's Wait, one of them. It's not Mortal Kombat No. It's not Mortal Kombat 3. Any guesses? Even though you can see it right <laughs> Clay Fighter. It's not Clay Fighter. Oh no. Primal Rage. It's not Primal Rage. <laughs> Some kind of bootlegged Killer Instinct on the Mega Drive. Oh, that Rage. was the last one I could think of. Well done. <laughs> wow, I'd like it's to not play Killer that. Instinct. <laughs> it's Eternal Champions. Oh, Bale. Yeah. Another one I remember, I probably rented it back in ninety. Pretty funky game, actually. Mm. Yeah, it was quite quite hyped by Sega. You know, obviously one-on-one fighting games were the big thing at the time. I think got that weird, that weird kind of story, like that kind of cool storyline. Aren't they yeah, all dead? They've all just died. In various ways, in various places, oh. in various times around the world. Um, and they're brought together to do battle by the eternal champion. Oh. Uh, who you fight at the end if you get to the end. Ooh. And there's some kind of universe saving plot Ding. thingy. Yeah, but gotta save the universe. Right? That's, yeah, that was kind of the twist. And they did seem to go the extra mile in giving the, the characters backstories and things like that. Mm, they really did. It was really interesting. Like, yeah. They're like the 60s dude, isn't there, isn't there like the late... Uh, I don't know. There's like there's like a, there's a female ninja. Female ninja. There's a, like there's um, Rax, who's oh. like a cyborg. Yeah, the cyborg. Um, and there's yeah Larson, the 1920s Larson, that's it. Yeah, that's guy. 1920s. I see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's good as well because you've got so you've got oh there's like a vampire dude as well. Oh cool, vampire dude. You've got a nice variation of backdrops as well. So you've got mm, like yeah. um, I don't know 1920s Chicago. Like yeah, classic car in the background and neon yeah, it's very stylish. Very yeah. Very I, I used to own the game. Again, I don't know. It's dis- okay. Yeah, I did. It's one of those games that just disappeared, unfortunately. But I liked it. It's good. It's, I liked it's it. a very Mega Drive looking game. game, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it's quite purpley. If you look at it, <laughs> there's yeah. lots of purple and green in they it. Did, purple. They did like purple in that game. Yeah, um, but it's good. And each character's got their own style as well. Yeah. Um, and it's not generic in any way. Yeah, you kind of have to put the time and effort in to learn how they fight. Um, and they're the finishing moves, didn't they? Which were quite novel. Yes. Which I know they stole yeah, from the combat. Yeah, very similar. But there was some nasty kind of fatality yeah. type moves. You could which you could use the locations, I think, couldn't you as well? Yeah, one of the levels you could be chopped up in a big fan. Um, on the on Larson's level, um, some gangsters pull up and basically drive by shoot. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen that. Yeah, I, I think on one of the levels you can be burnt on the stake. Oh, because in the back, that, yes, in the background, yes. I don't know if it's supposed to be like the Salem witch trials. In the background, there's someone being burnt on the stake. Ouch! <laughs> Grizzly. Yeah, so um, it's got that angle going for it as well. I, I always nice little it. picture of the six button controller on the box, just to remind you that trying to play it with a three button controller yeah. will be a pain in the backside. <laughs> 
Um, recommended. <laughs> it's got another sticker on the front just to remind us that it's on a mighty 24 meg cartridge. Whoa! 24 <laughs> mega power. 24 mega power, man. Apparently those things are more expensive. Mm. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently this is also a special collector's edition, but I have no idea why. Take it. I don't know. Hey, it's, hey. hey take it. There's no, there's no it's manual. Decent, yeah, there's no manual. The cartridge is in there. It works. It's a solid game. It's a nice, you know, if you're big into your old one-on-one fighting games, it makes a nice change from Street Fighter 2, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I saw it. I was feeling frisky. It was seven, <laughs> it was seven ninety nine. I'll take it. Yeah, I would have liked the manual to be in there for that price, but the box, as you can see, is mint condition. Yeah, mint so, condition. Great. Those Mega Drive boxes are built to last, though. Eh? Yeah, yeah. That's a conversation for another time. <laughs> what the hell were Nintendo thinking? Cardboard boxes. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's the last of my retro gets this time. Good selection. Great I'm get. I'm sure we'll have more in future. Um, Great get. So there you go. Okay, so we've come to the end. The end. The first ever. Oh, the end good. of the first ever Arcade Tap podcast. We're hoping it's going to be a regular thing. I think um, it will be. I think it will be. <laughs> I think we've all enjoyed it. I hope you guys have too. And uh, yeah, any ideas, any requests, you know, questions, just let us, let like, us questions, know. Questions, yeah. features. Anything you'd like to hear, let us know. Yeah, so please do us a huge favour, guys. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it. Tell your mates, you know, make a comment. Do what you have to do. We'd really appreciate it. I'll leave the final goodbye to our good old friend, Dylan over there. <laughs> well, you know, if you guys have got any suggestions about things you want to um, you you want us to feature here, or if you know of any events, uh, then please let us know. Uh, either you can email us info at arcadeattack.co.uk. You can get us on Twitter at arcadeattackuk, and also uh, Facebook, uh, facebook.com/arcadeattackuk. So we look forward to hearing from you. And we'll see you next month. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.